Hi there and thanks for joining us. There is a distinct sporting theme this week as I go to visit a gym the likes of which I have never seen before. And we hear about something else that's here on redextra.ie that we simply cannot recommend highly enough. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business. So now on Red Business, we are on location in a gym, of all things. Not just any old gym, but a brand new gym called The Squad. And with me to tell me all about it are the ladies behind it, Josie McCarthy and Kate Parfrey. How are you doing, lads? Thanks for, thanks for having us. We're good. How are you? I, I don't know. I'm a little bit <laughs> kind of concerned at what's hanging on the walls here, which I'm sure you'll explain to me in a minute. Josie, tell me a little bit about The Squad. So I suppose basically we set up the squad originally a couple of years ago to maybe make an environment for everybody to come and train. Um, I suppose, uh, mostly as a squad. You kind of put me on the spot here now. I wasn't really ready for your question. <laughs> well, that's okay. This is what we're doing. They're, they're like, you know, someone coming in, ready to be fit. They're, they're, yeah, they're on the spot. The, the most important thing is that you tra- learn to train as a squad and with other people supporting you. And I suppose I have Kate supporting me, so it's nice for us to have other people supporting each other as well. And, and Kate, that's a real problem because a lot of gyms that you join, uh, you're on your own. You might get a little bit of instruction. There are some classes occasionally, but you're kind of left a little isolated, which is why a lot of people fall away from the gym. Yeah, I think you walk in with your earphones on and you keep your head down. You don't talk to anybody. And that's the exact atmosphere we didn't want. So we wanted to create a community where people felt like they wanted to come into. They wanted to meet their friend at their class or they wanted to train together. They also knew we're very approachable so they can ask us if they have any questions. And you want to come in and see your friends and train really hard and that's what we wanted to create. Now, I'm a particularly lazy sod so I like <laughs> when I walk into a gym to see things like uh, treadmills and cross trainers and, and you know maybe the odd bit of weights in the corner that I'll ignore. You've got all sorts of contraptions here Josie. Yeah, what, what, what exactly is the, the, the rationale behind it it's not your common garden gym uh, no it's not I suppose I mean the most important thing is for everybody to get moving keep their bodies moving we have a lot of weights in here as you can see a lot of weights a lot of weights uh, there are also cardio machines but they're just all ones that will keep your heart rate nice and high so um, assault bikes there in the corner you can actually go on one of those now in a minute if you we'll want. build up to that I've had a lunch <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what is the target market? Who are you looking for to come here? Oh, everybody. Your everyday person who, like Kate said, wants to come in and train with their friends. Um, I suppose, yeah, like, you're have, working. <laughs> sorry. sorry. We always talk across each other. We have, um, our youngest is 13, and we train, I, might, I won't tell you my mother's age, but we train. She'd never forgive you if you do. Right up to mid. 21. I'll say mid-60s. Uh, so, basically, everybody. She would have preferred my 21, I can tell you. Uh, everybody is part of the squad. Um, so, it, it is that theme there's a theme running through it but what's the difference what's the impact then on the squad when you have people training together what difference does it bring i think you as a community you will want to train harder for the people around you it's not your average class where you just do your work and you leave we forcibly put people into teams we make people talk to one another we make people um, communicate as they're working out I think that's the difference yeah, between is like that not train a bit, as one yeah, is, is that not a little problem. socially awkward like I mean you don't want no, a lot of people don't want to do that level of engagement no definitely not that's exactly why you would join the squad you would want the squad like you would want to be part of it you want to feel like part of something and I think people who you know if, especially if you move to Cork or you're new to the gym like it is the place to go because then you are guaranteed to make your friends for life in here Okay. Or you can have Kate. Uh, you can have Kate. <laughs> okay, what's that mean? <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. A lot of people come in after work and they train. They keep their head down. They do their workout and they leave. And, you know, if we get a hello, how are you? How was your day? We're happy. You don't have to come in and, you know, you don't have a bottle of beer in your hand. Like, it's still training.
raining hard, but you can come you in. You can't and do, bring a bottle of beer. I'm guessing. Well, look, it's Paddy's Day Monday. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but people can come in and do their own thing. But what we want to create is a friendly, hard-working environment where you do it together and you leave feeling like you've achieved something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a brand new premises as well though, isn't yes. it? This is yeah. this is the new element this of, is the, of new the squad. squad. Yeah, so we were on uh, Tremor Road for 16 months maybe before yeah. this, just as a personal training and class studio. So I suppose our dream was always to move into a commercial, we won't say gym because we're not really a big fan of the word gym, but we are a commercial space now. It's where you can just be a member, come in, do your classes. Um, everything else yeah, in between. How did you guys meet each other? I mean, did you just wander? How long and, have you? <laughs> <laughs> did you just bump into each other at one point? And, you know, you look like a kind of an individual who might want to have a fitness <laughs> business. I, I, Kate, I let you lead the answer on this because she's looking at you. <laughs> we actually met during the personal training course. We did it through the National Training Centre and we met day one. And within a few hours, everyone thought that we had known each other since birth. But we were like, no, we literally met 20 minutes Kate's ago. Kate's a lot older than me. <laughs> so we've outed Kate's mother and we've outed Kate. This is going well. Uh, so we met through that and we both had um, we both had other jobs. I, I had never had an intention of getting into training. Um, but I suppose meeting Joanna and talking about how we both saw the industry and what we both wanted to achieve... I think we just decided to join forces mm-hmm. and make it happen and realise that we actually could do it, that we didn't have to stick to where we were, even though I was late 20s. I didn't have <laughs> to stick in the job that I had. Um, I could make that dream happen and doing it with somebody else is so much easier than doing it on your own. Now, I have to ask, do you agree with that, Josie? Yes, definitely. Um, like, like Kate it's said, very, you can't not agree with her. She's standing just yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I'll just the theory is good. Anyway. Yeah, I suppose I had a different job before this as well, and we were working our full-time jobs before we started doing the squad part-time. And then after just a couple of months, we decided, what are we going to work for every day if you don't love your job? And as it turns out, we really love our job now. So I suppose it makes it all worthwhile that we did it in the end. Now, uh, people can't see what I'm looking at right now. They, they, it looks like <laughs> something It looks like something from Fifty Shades of Grey hanging on the wall. What are they? They're TRX uh, suspension ropes. Okay, and they're, do you want me to give you a bash? Not particularly, but what do they do? Bear in mind this radio and people can't see. Oh, yeah, 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 but you can have a bash <laughs> off it. We're ignoring them. Uh, so I suppose the, the TRX is for suspension training, balance, core, working on your stability. Um, they work your total body. That's the ins and outs. And they're stuck onto the wall? They are, yes. You pull them out like this. Okay. She's, again, she's demonstrating she's for the purpose of Oh, so you kind of hang on for dear life, do you? Exactly, exactly, okay. yeah. So that's a part of a class that we do on a Monday night uh, here in I Squad. Need to, I need to t- talk to you about this Monday night class. So Joanna's <laughs> brainchild of this class was TRX and a mix of body pump. So this rig over here is where all the body pumps are. And Joanna named it Trump, TRX and body pump. Um, so Trump is the name Trump. of our Monday night okay. class. Yeah, I, I call them the trumpeteers because I never teach the class, but they're the trumpeteers and they are literally like a little gang. And you do they not are, come between Joanna friends, yeah. and her trumpeteers. <laughs> and it's every Monday night, half six, half seven. Okay, and that's just one of the things that you do here. Tell yeah. me about the membership model. What do you have to do to become a member of the squad? Oh, we have an app. We're very proud of our app. So if you download our app from the from the app store, you download Glowfox and then you put in the squad as your facility and you can download all our memberships, classes, PT times, everything you need to know is on that app. Okay. Or Instagram, social media, Facebook, anything like that. You can that. find them anywhere. Okay, yeah. well, we wish the very best of luck. Thank you. We, we are up here in Corraheen. People can find the premises. Mm-hmm. They can find you online. Give me the website again. No, we don't have a website. Oh, sorry, give me the app again. <laughs> the the Glowfox. Glowfox and then the squad is a facility that you put in. Okay, very good. Yeah. Lads, it's been fascinating. Thank I'm you. going to speak to two people who have been through it and who have enjoyed it immensely. But for now, uh, Joyce McCarthy and Katie Parfrey, thank you very much for thank joining you. us. Thank you. Red Business.
all that's best about business in Cork. So that is the theory of the squad, but what does it mean in practice? Well, we have two members of the aforementioned squad, Patrick Hogan, who we have actually had on the podcast before. Patrick, good to talk to you again. Hi, Jonathan, how are you? And we have Louise O'Callaghan, who is a newbie to the podcast. Louise, how are you? I'm great, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good. Now, I'm, I, well, I've just had to go off the things hanging on the wall, so I'm not quite sure how I feel after that. Uh, are you a fan of the uh, particular Trump exercise we were talking about? Yeah, I am. I am. I love the squad. Okay, tell me a little bit about your involvement, because you have lost a lot of weight from the first time I met you, my friend. Oh, yeah, it's been six months, and I have lost over two stone and down three sizes. So, amazing. I wouldn't have done it anywhere else. Disaster for your wardrobe. Disaster, disaster, especially especially keep changing suits, but that's that's okay, it's worth it. What was your motivation in doing that, Patrick? Um, Obviously, in business, uh, I, I was out eating I was traveling didn't really have a great diet um, and I saw some photographs we did um, for a launch and I said I have to do something about it and I did yeah, I mean look I've had that experience as well where you look yeah. back in the photographs because I've lost similar amount of weight to you, you you've, lost you've put the, you've a lot lost. more effort in than I did to be <laughs> fair I just stopped eating uh, but uh, like there, there, it is a shock factor when you look back on the pictures isn't it what, oh. so the motivation was seeing yourself oh, in a way that you were not happy oh, even, even seeing the first pictures that I did uh, the, the difference from, from when I started in August to, to January it's amazing Louise what was your motivation for getting involved and becoming a member of the squad um, well, I've been following the girls for quite some time um, and I used to play GA a lot um, and then just as I got older, I kind of couldn't stick playing out in the rain and stuff like that. So I started to come <laughs> to the squad more. That's, that's a very <laughs> Irish thing. It, it got a bit wet and I was a bit, a bit older. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I started coming more and more and it was just such a... Like, because basically you can come five nights a week if you want. It's a, it's a good commitment. It's something that you will be drawn to go to every day, you know, it's, it's a real motivating factor coming here. So for me, once I gave up GA, like Patrick said, like looking back at photographs, I was like, okay, I need to do something now, you know, like to get back into fitness and feeling good about yourself yeah, again. I mean, there are lots of gyms out there and there's lots of products out there. Uh, why settle on this one? Is it the idea that you are doing it as a group and that you're not on your own? Yeah, definitely. Like um, there's so many girls that I've met here and men that um i wouldn't have known outside of the squad so when you come they always make you team up but maybe somebody you've never worked with before the girls like which is great because then you're always meeting new people all the time and i come like quite regularly and i'm still meeting new people because there's constantly new members coming in have you trained with patrick for example who's standing next to us here you, yeah you've yeah. had that experience yeah. have you what, what was that like when you didn't know him for the first time because i mean I'm, I'm i know people will think that i'm not a shy person but you try to get me to talk to somebody when i've my i'm swinging from one of these things on the wall it's probably a little socially awkward was it okay yeah I don't think there's ever really any awkward stage here you know it's like right get it done this is what's on the board and do it like I don't know how to explain it it's just it's like a family that's what it's like because it really is like a family you come here and you have a chat if you're having a bad day they know you're having a bad day and I'll talk to the wall I think Louise is the same I think everyone who comes to the squad will learn to talk to the wall very easily um, now, in that context, Patrick, how has it changed how you approach business? Because last time we spoke to you, we were talking about how well your business was going and, and the expansion and everything like that. Uh, has becoming a fitness, I'm going to use the fitness, fitness freak in the middle of that, has it added to or taken away from what you were doing? Uh, you see what comes very, very soon, but, but uh, we've actually added more companies. I have more energy. I'm up earlier in the day. It's, it's, it makes, uh, I, I come to the gym anywhere between 6 a.m. to half seven in the morning before work. And I'm going to come afterwards as well. And for you, Louise, is it something similar? Do you, like, they, a lot of people think the gym is a chore. 
Um, I think you need to think of the gym as your appointments, slotting in your appointments. And with the new app that the girls have, you can sort out your whole week in advance that those are the classes that you're doing. I think if you think of it as a chore, it will be a chore. Whereas I just book in my classes for the following week and that's my schedule. Then. And it's in your diary and exactly. then you just go and do it. Yeah, exactly. So what, what's the ultimate goal for you? Is, is, is it just to stay fit? Is it to like be... 100% the fittest person around you what, what, what's the goal? No like for example yesterday um, I had a long day in school I'm a teacher and I was just feeling a bit down and I came to the squad last night I was in great form after it I went home cleaned the house you know those kind of like it just puts you in a good mood uh, Favourite machine again looking at all the different machines and weights and, and things that you can do here Be fair one of the other trainers here Hattie the training session with Hattie if you're having a bad day that's something to have. Okay, so, so she's actually the prop that you use in, in context. <laughs> so Hattie wins for Patrick. What's your favourite thing? Um, are we doing favourite or worst? I can give you <laughs> <those right? laughs> Is Hattie the worst? Because I think she might be listening. She's the devil. Um, my favourite is probably the squat rack. Okay, what does that mean? Just you put that bar in your back and squat. Okay, that look again, very complicated, lads. I mean, for someone who doesn't really go to the gym that often, there's a lot of work going in there, but at least you do enjoy it. And by the sounds of it, it is great crack to be part of the squad. So uh, Patrick and Louise, thank you very much for joining us on Red Business. Thanks very much, Jonathan. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. As regular listeners to Red Business will know, Red FM has this great new podcast hosting website at redextra.ie. And there's an ocean of stuff up there, including the best of the Neil Prendival show and Izzy chatting to well picture this for example but here's a little bit of one of the best podcasts to come out of Cork in a while it's the Joanna Reardon podcast and here she is speaking with the legendary Rena Buckley when we were when we were playing at underage um particularly in terms of football I suppose um you know probably the year ahead of me um you know so that would have been like um you know the, the likes of Breach Corkery Breach Stack um, but then we would have had people my own age, Charlene O'Flynn, and then mm-hmm. you're above Angela Walsh, and she's I'm at risk of missing out, and people know as well. Um, so happens when there's ten of ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I suppose we had um we had a massive a massive group of players, um, that were just I suppose very talented, and and we were very lucky that at the same time, you know, very good structures were being put in place. Um, so we were definitely fortunate in that the structures came in at the at the correct time. And then I suppose we just had a group of good players together. Um, and it was funny, like playing underage with Cork, you know, we were hugely enthusiastic um, and we were very nervous before matches. And, you know, we were winning a lot of the matches, matches quite well. But, you know, we were still, you know, kind of, I suppose, grounded, really. We were still, you know, mad for more. And it was kind of the first time that Cork were doing so well. And it was a new thing and it was kind of unexpected. And it was just fantastic to be to be part of. I suppose the nice thing as well, you got to play with friends and that those friend groups kept all the way up until like the, you know, the end, I suppose, really. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose the, the, the key thing about all those players was um, like between the players and their family that sport was really a priority in all of those houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really came true in the longevity of of, of all those players um, and the commitment and the service that all those players would have given to, to Cork and to their own clubs as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose the structures were good the players were super and then the backup that players got was really really good and I think those ingredients were, were the, the, the foundation to, to a good senior team Yeah and then like 2004 was Cork's kind of 
semi-breakout year. You know, you lost to Mayo in the league final and uh, you kept losing to Mayo. Mayo were running four out of all those All-Irelands and you were probably looking over going, jeez, we ever be like that at some stage? And I suppose then that's when everything kind of turned 2004. Amy Ryan came in, you had that the dream becoming a reality, that infamous plan, I suppose, came in and and a team ethos kind of built immediately, which is something that it doesn't last forever, but for ye, lasted literally forever in a sporting context. Yeah, I suppose. Look, we had a, a when Eamon came in, there was um, the first of all, Eamon came in, and you know, Eamon is a, a fantastic coach with with you know great great philosophies and values, and he brought that along with him. Um, the older players that were there were mad for success as well, and you know they were absolutely thrilled, and you know. It, it was a huge change, and it was, um, you know, they, you know, they were they were thrilled with with the the approach that was taken, and then I suppose the young ones like myself, um, you know, we were exposed to new world. I remember, um, that league final in two thousand four was televised on TG Cahar, and it was the first, like I remember it was a big deal in our house like that we were going to be on TG Cahar in the league, yeah, 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 and we were going to get a free jersey after the game. <laughs> this was humongous, um, so we were we were thrilled with this this new level and. You know, we were playing up against, you know, the likes of um the likes of Coruscant and, and the likes of Claire Egan and Marta Carter, who we'd seen on the television. Um and yeah, Mayo beat us in the league final and they beat us in a quarter final in two thousand four. And I have to say that quarter final in two thousand four was was the match that I certainly learned the most from. Mayo were at a they were just a more experienced team and you know, they showed all their experience and we were a bit naive. Um and, you know, they deservedly won the game. But I will say that myself personally, and I'd say a lot of the others, we learned an awful lot from that from that game in particular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we put it to good use the following the following couple of years. Yes, yeah, was then 2005, well, 2004, you had the plan and you were all sitting out in the outskirts of Cork City going, either Eamon's gone mad or we'll all lump in together. And I suppose, thankfully, you all kind of came in together. And then 2005 came and you were busy as well with Camogie as well that year. And you had your first intercounty final senior with Camogie that year as well, didn't you? Um, no, no, so I would have played in my first senior All Ireland in Camogie in two thousand and four. Um, oh yeah, two thousand and four. You lost. That's right. To we lost to Tipperary. Yeah, Tipperary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tipperary. They you know, they were kind of coming to the um, to the end of their reign. Kind of at that stage, they were an outstanding team. And um, you know, again, two thousand and four. You know, we we deservedly lost the game, but we we did learn a good bit from the game. Um, and we came back in two thousand and five, and we had a, a fresh management with a fresh approach. Um, we had John Cronin in charge of us and I suppose as a younger player that gave gave great um, comfort because he had been in charge of us in minor and he brought a lot of kind of um, confidence with him and he gave confidence in particular to the younger players and 2005 then we were, it was the first time we were successful, that I was successful yeah. in Crow Park. So that was um, a huge day and it was really, really um, great memories from that day. I suppose it's kind of weird for you because you were lump- lumping back into football then so your celebrations I'm not saying were cut a little bit short but you know they were a little bit like oh Monday oh Tuesday now back into training sorry like bye you're yeah. watching probably like now obviously it'd be Snapchat these days but you know yeah. you were probably like getting <laughs> phone calls from people being like oh it's great cracked out here you're like yeah. no <laughs> yeah you were coming up against then and I suppose you know it was actually funny listening to like past players who want, weren't Jewel and they were saying that they were petrified and Eamon had arranged like this huge tour of Crow Park as well just to get you all like but like yourself and the Jewel girls, you were probably like a little bit more, a bit more used to it, like a bit more of like the fracas that'll be going on, you know, the noises, different things wouldn't put you off. So did it help, I suppose, that you were in two Camogie finals leading up to that very first football final? Like oh, the experience? without a doubt, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It was funny. Um, so what happened in 2005 was the football girls actually came up to the Camogie final yeah. um, to get used to kind of what it would be like, you know, two weeks um, after that. 
Um, like you must remember as well, the Cork ladies had never been in an All Ireland final before. So, like I think Valerie was the only person on the on the panel who'd actually seen a ladies football uh, final live. You know, Jesus. Um, so it was a new experience. Like, um, so I remember the girls went up to Crow Park and they had a kick around as well. I think the I don't know was it the Saturday or Sunday the Camogie. I wasn't I wasn't part of it, but I was laughing because I was saying. God, the Camogie girls get thrown into it. You don't get any tour beforehand. <laughs> yeah, no pressure whatsoever. Yeah. Like, just go for it. Camogie's hard enough as it is, like, in terms yeah. of skill level. So just just deal with it. But, um, uh, but yeah, so that worked out great. So, um, and I think the fact that uh, the Camogie won in 2005, it was great kind of motivation for the footballers, you know. You know, when you're at a match, obviously, you can see the winners and see the losers. And, you, you, it's, you know, you really know what camp you want to be in. If you want to hear that whole interview, pop over to redextra.ie where you'll also be able to listen to all of the episodes of Red Business as well. Redbusiness at redfm.ie is the email address to contact us. Neave Hennessy was the producer and we will catch you on the next one.